Gary's already talked, there's mixed emotions uh, for Christmas, isn't there? I know I grew up in a in a great family, and we loved Christmas. My dad loved Christmas. We'd go to Delamere Forest to get a tree. Um, this is like, let's. I'm good, if I step down here, will I cause feedback? Um, this is some of what our house will have looked like at Christmas, me growing up. I was a 1970s child, I know, shock. This isn't our family, can I just say, I think we look better than this. But can you see the decorations on the ceiling? This is what a 1970s Christmas looked like. Have we got some more? Have we got, look, anyone remember those? Anybody, put your hand up if you're in the same category as me or above. Yeah, anyone remember, my children would be horrified. There you go. There you go. The joy that hit your soul when these came out the loft. Look at any more. What have we got? Hey, the paper ones. There's another one. The star, the star. Hey, look at them. I think we've got one more. And do you remember the crepe paper um, crackers? Now they're all foil and, sp and sparkling. Does anyone remember the crepe paper crackers? Barry, did you, not, did you have crackers? Did you? Well, maybe we were the classy ones with the crepe ones, Barry. I've always tried to make out I'm a little classier because I was born in Warrington and you were born in Prescott. But anyway, all the... <laughs> Oh, uh, where was it? Highton. Highton. That makes all the difference. Um, no, I am only joking. Uh, I don't know what your family Christmas was like. I don't know what Christmases were like for you. I don't know what Christmases are like for you now. But um, for me, once I became a mum, I suddenly realised I became my mum. Because before a Christmas present is even opened in our house... I have the black bin bag strategically placed. I am that mum that has the bin bag ready. And the children are all excited and they'll begin to open the present. And I have the bin bag ready. And Sophie actually tagged me in this on, I don't know whether it's up, tagged me in this on, on Facebook. Because she's like, mum, that is you. Like, they remember Josh is laughing at the back. I like, I'm in my pyjamas with a bin bag. That's a, I don't do mess. If anyone knows me, my children didn't know what it was like to paint until they went to preschool because I didn't allow paint in the house. The only thing I allowed was crayons and paper and Play-Doh I was when I was feeling a bit wild. Um, even then, I was slightly stressed because of the mess, the thought of Play-Doh getting on the shoes. and So I don't really do mess. And then we had children, and I realized, oh, Christmas is going to get a little bit messier than me and Barry. And then when we had Sophie... Barry had this great idea, which in theory is beautiful, and I actually recommend any of you parents to do it. So once Sophie was old enough to believe in Father Christmas, Barry had this brainwave. He was going to get a big tray and fill it with talcum powder and get his big black boots, put them in the talc, and walk it all the way through the house. I'm like, do you not know who you're married to, Barry? All the way up the stairs into Bar Sophie's bedroom, and all the way out, and she'd be like, Santa's been, Santa's been. I'm like, I need to get the hoover out. Well, now it's gone to a whole other level because we have Elf on the Shelf. And I, I don't do Elf on the Shelf. I'm just realizing, have I got any children? Is there any parents who want me to be quiet? No, we're okay. Um, Sophie says to me two years ago, Mum, it's really tight that you don't do Elf on the Shelf for our Charlotte. All her friends do it. I'm like, Sophie, if you want to take on Elf on the Shelf, you take it on. Because I am like, I'm not doing anything more. 
an elf on the shelf are these naughty little elves that when you go to bed at night, they create mischief in your house. When my kids go to bed at night, the only place I'm going is bed, right? I am not going to start creating mischief in the house. So um, I came down 1st of December to this in my hallway, snow through the hall. On my living room wall now I have stickers of doors, yeah, with fake snow on my carpet. My front door was, I don't know, something all over it, like a crime scene, this. And this goes on every day of December. And last year, I'm saying to Sophie, I think the elf goes back with Santa on the 25th. She's like, no, he doesn't. He stays longer. And I'm like, oh, so no, no. But haven't you found that Christmas traditions, whatever they look like, are getting drawn out longer and longer and longer. Christmas is becoming more and more commercialized. It really is. And you know, I think I have, uh, I don't know whether the phrase is fallen foul to really grumbling and moaning about how commercialized Christmas is. Uh, but recently, over the last couple of weeks, I've actually become saddened and stirred by how commercialized Christmas is because me grumbling and moaning about it isn't going to change anything but I believe I can be the difference in it I'm not going to be able to change the shops I'm not going to be able to change all the marketing that goes on and and whatever else is going on with the people behind the scenes but I can change my part around me and recenter and refocus on things and for Christmas you know there is a loneliness for some people there is Christmas is extremely stressful. There is an annoyance. There's a frustration around Christmas. There's sadness. There's joy. There's the family. For some people who don't have family, it's a very sad and a very lonely time. There is that, and you see it, that um, drive for perfection to have like the Christmas card Christmas. You know, what it's going to look like, and it's going to be beautiful, and it's going to be amazing, and, and you get so stressed trying to get this perfect Christmas that actually is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. Perfection only comes through Jesus. And we start to create this perfection that is beyond Jesus and we lose it. And, you know, I'm quite willing to hold my hands up and say I've fallen into that trap. And it's a very, very easy trap to fall into. This isn't about condemnation, but this is about at the outset of Christmas in Hope Church. Let's make sure we're centered properly and let's make sure we're focused properly because Christmas is such a crucial time. You know, often we think about salvation and everything. We think it's all around the cross, which it is. That's where the price was paid. And we think like about that's when people will find Jesus or when they're in a meeting and the cross is talked about. But actually the miracle was in the manger. The miracle was in the manger. When we get caught up in everything else that's going on and trying to create perfection in Christmas and trying to get the best. I mean, I was sat in a school assembly the other week and behind me are, the, are some of the mums. And it was like a competition between the mums as to what present they got the kids. And I'm like, and one's going, well, I've got a laptop. And then the other one's going, oh, well, I've got a laptop, but I've got this version. And then the other one's going, I've got uh, whatever the Apple one is, not, not the one that goes on a desk, MacBook, MacBook. I've got her a MacBook and I've got... And I was sat listening to it, and I'm thinking, wow, <laughs> like not even your kid's happiness is coming into this. There's a competition that's going on to be the best mum by buying the most expensive present. Now, I can sit and grumble and moan about it, or I can be a difference in that sphere. 
so that people see that there's something different in me. And, you know, Christmas is a time, yeah, where we reach out to people. Who's in our world that we need to reach out to? And while I've been preparing this word, and particularly this morning before coming out, you know, there's many different Christmas songs, isn't there? There's White Christmas and uh, rock, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree and All I Want for Christmas is You and Heart the Herald Angels Sing and, and all these different songs. And a line of a song, as key, it's the only line I know. <laughs> I don't know anything else. So if it's a bad song, my apologies. I don't know any other lines. But there's this one line. I don't think it can be a bad one because listen to the line. There's this one line that keeps going over in me. And this morning, I felt like, That's what God's saying to us today. And it's this. Do you see what I see? Not in the sense of the world being commercialized, as in the miracle in the manger. And God is challenging us at the outset of December, at the outset of Christmas, as Hope Church, as a collective body, and as individuals. God is saying to us today, just stop. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? And I imagine God standing and asking us that question today. You know, there's many uh, Christmas cliches and there's nothing wrong with them. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. And I I wrote down a few. In fact, Barry said one at the beginning of the meeting, I I believe. Um, Jesus is the reason for the season. Completely right. The real meaning of Christmas. Who took the Christ out of Christmas? And often I've used those phrases when commercialism and everything has really got to me and I'm like you know he's the reason for the season he's and he is and he is and all those are right but I felt like God's challenged me and he's challenging us to go deeper than using the one-off cliches when we need to and we but to actually what are we living through the Christmas season and he's saying do you see what I see And we're the carriers of the miracle in the manger because we know Jesus. Because we know Jesus. I firmly believe that Christmas, people are as ripe to get saved as any other time of the year. Any other time of the year. In two weeks, we're doing a big Sunday. We're going to have invite cards for you to give out next week to people. Who in your world is going to see Christmas completely different? Because they're going to find Jesus. Because he was the miracle in the manger. What other tradition, what the world would call Christmas a tradition or a religious festival, is universally celebrated and acknowledged? And I'm not, I'm not on about, like, say, for, for example, Diwali is um, the Hindu uh, festival. And in our curriculum in this country, things like that have to be put in. I'm not about, on about that. I'm on about that universally People acknowledge. All over the world, people acknowledge. But Christmas. All over the world, whether people choose to celebrate it or not, they cannot deny Christmas. It is universally acknowledged and celebrated. Okay, maybe classed as a tradition or a religious festival, but it is universally acknowledged. The whole world knows about Christmas. And if you think about the consider the reality of Christmas, the first Christmas, the craziness, the mess, the crying baby in a stable, the mother and father who are 
kind of, I would imagine, a little bit stunned by everything that's gone on. I mean, I thought I've been stunned with some of my pregnancies, but my days, this couple will have been stunned. If you were to write a BBC drama of the Christmas story and not label it as a Christmas story, just label it as a normal family, people will probably watch it and go, well, that was a bit far-fetched. Because it's so incredible. Miracle after miracle after miracle. We have a teenage girl who falls pregnant. The boyfriend is completely oblivious to it until an angel visits him. The angels appear in many different ways in this story. The star appears and leads and we've got a king who's killing baby boys. A young couple who end up in a stable because nobody will take them in. They're living with animals and their visitors are shepherds and wise men. Like if you made that into a BBC drama, people would be like, that was so far-fetched. The craziness of the Christmas story. All for a miracle in the manger. You see, the craziness makes this story even more incredible. Even more, because it wasn't something that anybody could have ever done. Nobody could have ever created that story. Nobody could have actually made that happen. And that's why it brings glory to God. That's why, because nobody can ever lay claim to that. Joseph can never lay claim to what happened. Mary can never lay claim to what happened. The shepherds that saw the angels can never lay claim to what happened. Every single person knew that this was Lord God Almighty. Lord God Almighty. We just sang a song about Emmanuel and I've got in my notes in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. All right then. The Lord himself will give you the sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. God is with us. Church, let us be carriers of God is with us in this month that's to come. You are going to encounter people and I am going to encounter people that are lonely, that are stressed, that are stretched, that are under pressure. Let us be carriers of God is with us. Because universally, this world acknowledges Christmas and universally, this world is looking for peace. It says in Isaiah that he's the prince of peace. He's the peace bringer. He says he's wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting one. He knows no end. And God's saying today, do you see what I see? Do you really see the miracle that's within us to take out beyond? The God of the universe, the one who knows it all from beginning to end is with us because of the miracle in the manger. Because of the miracle in the manger, there was no accident. It wasn't an accident that they ended up in a stable. That wasn't an accident. That wasn't a mishap. That was all planned. It was all prophesied. Years and years and years and years and years previous. It was all part of God's great plan. And God's asking us today, do you see it? Do you see it? 
Do you see it for this next month? Do you see it when you go around the shops? And I think it was Caroline was saying to me the other day, yesterday, she went in the range and like people were like snatching stuff off each other because they wanted the last decoration on the shelf. And now I can complain or I can be peace. I can, be, be, I can complain and say, aren't they crackers, aren't they mad? Because it is crackers and mad. Or I can be, God is with us. God is with us. You know why this tradition and religious festival, which I, I'm calling it loosely, but as the world recognizes it, do you know how everybody knows about it? Because men and women of God for years and years and years have stood and proclaimed the truth of the season. And I want for my family, and I would encourage you for your families and your friends to be God is with us in this season. So that in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the loneliness, in the middle of somebody would see something in us. Our children, our families, our friends would see in us. What is it? Speak out. God is with us. God is with us. On Christmas Day, speak out. Whoever you share in the day, God is with us. God is with us. Feast on his faithfulness, on all that he's done. Speak testimonies. Bring it alive who he is. The miracle was in the manger. And somewhere in it all, the truth for many has been lost. But today, we are truth bearers. We are truth bearers. We are carriers of the truth. We're the ones that are going to go in and be able to help refocus people's lives. That doesn't mean going in and trying to sit them down and reading the nativity to them. Because actually they'll have heard that a hundred times over. But it is about walking into a situation and coming alongside and being peace. It is about living your life out in a way that people are like, how? How are they like that? Because you are a truth bearer of God is with us. Of God is with us. And I know with all certainty that if we can take up this call to action today, that we will get to the end of this Christmas period and you will have testimonies of people's lives that you've touched, that people's lives that I have touched, lives that we've been able to, to, to speak into and encourage because instead of getting lost in what Christmas has been created to be, we're being truth bearers. And God will make a way when we are centered and focused on actually what it's about. God will make opportunities. We will see opportunities that we would never have seen before because our heads would have been elsewhere. And we will have the most blessed Christmas. Because as gifts were brought to Jesus, what greater gift can we return but people? The very people that he was born for, the very people that he died for. When we do Big Sunday, what greater gift can we bring to the house but people? And lives that can be touched for Jesus. Lives of, that suddenly will begin to realize there was a miracle in the manger. There was a miracle in the manger. It wasn't just one of these peaceful settings that you see on a Christmas card. It was actually quite chaotic. It was mind-blowing. But it was perfect. What greater gift can we give to our saviour, but people, but people. John chapter 3, verse 16. It says, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, 
so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. We often quote that around the cross, that God gave his son on the cross. That's often, if you hear that scripture, that will be where it is. But if we just look at this slightly different, for this is how God loved the world that he gave. He gave. God's perfect plan, he gave. He gave. Do you know what? My God always gives. And Christmas is Christmas because he gave his one and only son. You know, when that happened in the stable, in the manger, and Jesus was born, God knew that in giving his son the baby, God knew what lay ahead for his son. God knew what lay ahead. And in that manger, God laid down his most prized possession for us. For us. Do we see what he sees? Do we see what he sees? Can we be bearers for others to see? If we carry on with this verse, the worship team can start to come up. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Him. The miracle in the manger. The miracle in the manger. That people just see as a little baby, wrapped in some cloths, sleeping peacefully. But the miracle was in the manger. The one who would save the world was in the manger. And you see, that's why people were drawn. That's why the shepherds, they were drawn. That's why the wise men were drawn. We were drawn to worship him because the miracle, the savior of the world was in the manger. Before he ever got to the cross, he was the miracle. Firstly, let's get ourselves centered, right and ready for this season. I would say to you to ask the question, what do you see today? What do you see about Christmas? I've had to realign and rethink over the last couple of days as, as I've prepared this because God has challenged me, Vicky. What do you see? Do you see what I see? Do you see a great opportunity in this season? Have the most wonderful Christmas. Have the most amazing Christmas. But let's not miss the opportunity to see how he sees. To see how he sees. In verse 21 in John 3, it says, But those who do what is right come to the light. This is a really crucial bit next. So others can see. So others can see. Christmas is an evangelism opportunity handed on a plate to us because it is one of the few times in a year where people will let you mention the name of Jesus to them. And sometimes, some of us, and I include myself in it, we get so caught up in the festivities that we miss Christmas. It's an evangelism opportunity handed to us on a plate so that others can see so that others can see. Just as in, in closing, I know the kids are going to come back in and take the seats to close the service with us. 
in two weeks when we do Big Sunday I'm expecting to see front to the back side to side ram packed full with precious gifts of people's lives that we can present to Jesus that we can present to Jesus gold frankincense and myrrh that was presented to him amazing people's lives tops that people's lives tops that because that was the point of the manger the point of the manger was all about people it was all about others it was all about everybody else that they would come to know so as we roll out the month of December in our church God is saying to us today do you see what I see and then when we've refocused maybe you don't need to refocus maybe it's just me but when we're focused and we're centered ready then we're going to look at opportunities we're going to see opportunities that we'd have missed and we're going to see them and we're going to look and go what do they see what do they see you see if they don't know Jesus yet they're not going to see it like we do but we, we are going to be truth bearers we are going to be carriers of the miracle that was in the manger and their lives will change forever let us bring the gift of people this Christmas in Jesus name